All right, friends, welcome to the podcast, Alchemy Through Artistry. Um, so as some of you know, you know, this is a podcast to explore um, the intricacies of art, whether that's music or business, um, painting, um, uh, synchronized rollerblading, <laughs> whatever your art may be, um, viewing it through... Uh, the spiritual and esoteric lens, you know, so it goes beyond technique. Um, we go into the subtle realms of art. And I want this podcast to be um, an empowering tool, an informative tool um, to others. And I want people to be inspired to live healthy and happy lives, you know, as uh, especially musicians, but especially artists, um, I don't want us to have to think that we have to, we have to live in the gutters or the ditches, uh, so to speak. We can live happy, healthy, uh, fulfilled lives. Um, but anyway, I made a post on Instagram, um, kind of just genuine, um, generally asking artists, um, how do you need support and what do you need to know? Um, what do you struggle with? Um, and I got a lot of really cool responses and basically, I can, I now have like 10 episodes worth of really good topics. Um, but I actually just wanted to focus on um, one particular response in general because it has uh, some cool layers to the question. It is by um, uh, this really cool musician I played with. His name's Kobe Lee Brooks. Um, check him out on Instagram. Um, but he, he types in very thoughtful thoughtful three-part question he goes um how to establish your own standard of quality um what areas should we and should we not sacrifice in to make quality art while staying realistic about resources um what are pitfalls to progress as an artist so i think the first um thing that well, actually, the first Hi, thing guys. that I have to say. Yeah, yeah, hello. Sorry, I'm here too. yeah, I have, I have Mitchell Hauser with me. Mitchell, Mitchell Hauser is my partner in crime, and and I just love having him next to me, and I feel so comfortable that like I just assume that you guys know that like he's. I forget that there's not like a camera on us. Uh, you know, it's just really all about. No. no, I'm just joking. Um, but Mitchell Hauser is here with me. Um, I want this podcast to be um, not only interviews, but also open discussions. Um, I started it because me and people like Mitchell have such amazing conversations together. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish this was recorded. I feel like the world needs to hear what my friends have to say. Um, but anyway, yes, I have Mitchell Hauser here with me, and mm. I think he's a really amazing person to discuss um, quality and art with, because like me, I think he understands quality doesn't always have to mean um, a certain amount of uh, resources or expertise. Quality comes from um, the perspective of, of the individual artist. Absolutely. I, uh, it, it's funny. I mean, I think, 
I think in order to answer this question, the first thing that's important to do is is define quality. And I think that I think everybody's definition of quality is is unique to themselves. Um, when I was uh, studying Taekwondo when I was a kid, uh, we had tenets that we would say at the beginning of our class. We'd say uh, uh, courage, integrity, perseverance, self control, indomitable spirit. And those, I remember that. Oh my god! Yeah, so those those were five tenets of Taekwondo, right? Um, and uh, and I think that the important thing to understand about quality is that quality itself is is really hard to define. Like the actual definition of quality is is it kind of dances between a bunch of different things. Um, and like for instance, in this in my Taekwondo system, like. Uh, if you were to follow those tenets and hold them in your heart and use those tenets while you practice Taekwondo, ideally it would improve the quality of mm. your of your performance. Say as, them as again. Courage, integrity, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit. Cur- say it again a little slower. Courage. Integrity. Integrity. Perseverance. Perseverance. Self-control. Self-control. Indomitable, indomitable spirit. spirit. I re- Man, those are great. Yeah. And so all of those things are easily definable, actually. Yeah. Quality itself is not easily definable. Um, and so, and, and in the realm of Taekwondo and the system that I was studying in that, in that particular system, I think that those were important for understanding the quality of Taekwondo that they wanted you to understand and that that you should take with you when you're when you're practicing, which I think are good qualities. Right? I mean, um, but uh, when when talking about your art, I mean, that becomes like your entire life and everything that is you are all of those words that you're putting into defining the overall quality of the character of yourself and the art that you want to put out. Yeah. Um, so. You know, the thing, the interesting thing about um, this podcast is that we speak in a very general manner about art because, you know, I do believe um, that all these kind of discussions and techniques can be applied to different facets of art. But I do want to ground this in, in a particular example. Let's just talk about musicians here. Let's talk about... Uh, let's say making an album, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- you know the question. You know this question comes comes from a musician. Um, you know what areas should we and should we not sacrifice in to make quality art while staying realistic about our resources? And I I think this there this is a multifaceted answer as well. But um, Sacrifice is also a multifaceted word. You know, quality, mm-hmm. you can't really define that well. But sacrifice, um, when it comes to art... Yeah, like, what do you... Are you you're, that, that statement, I think, is implying that there's some sort of perfect form. That, like, yeah. you're sacrificing yeah. something in order to create something that is imperfect but close to the perfect form that you have in your mind. Yeah, it's like, what are you sacrificing? I mean, yeah. let's bring it back to the music, right? Because, yeah. you know, you, and I I so, and I know you're on board of this statement. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have, and I've known people who have an abundance of money and they go in to record an album. You know, they have all this studio time, 
mm-hmm. all these like you know mm-hmm. all like all of this time all of this money and they don't always make the most potent things because money can't buy yeah 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 yeah, that's what i'm trying to say yeah money money won't buy quality it won't and even like the the quote-unquote best studio in the whole entire world that could be perfectly engineered to be um perfect sound but again it's like what's the perfect sound look you're you're listening to the girl that loves to listen to like old blues records that are scratchy and probably recorded in like you know, a closet. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? With like, you know, like I, yeah, I listen Marley to some records, records that yeah. are like recorded on cassette tapes in a, in a maybe in a cave in India. I don't know what record that is, yeah. but that sounds kind of cool. Bob Marley's producer was tearing the the tapes out and blowing blowing smoke into them and whispering voodoo spells into that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not like, uh, that's a real thing that they did. And like, and for what it's worth, that imbued that record with, with an energy. They whispered voodoo spells into the cassette That was a thing then. That was, that was done. That was definitely, at least as far as I know. I mean, okay, I can't speak. Yeah, but that's cool. I was told this. We could go with that. I was told this. So like, Yeah, uh, we'll believe that that because that sounds really Uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's tight. I mean, regardless, but it's, regardless, the more and you know, the more tangible thing that you could even say yeah. is that Bob Marley's records were recorded on old, broken, shitty consoles yeah. that were falling apart. And, and like, or at least the early ones were. And they're amazing records. And, like, so is so much other music that's been made that, like, you don't... I mean, it, would you say that they sacrificed something? Or would you say that they took advantage of this amazing opportunity that they, that they had that was in front of them? Even though there was better stuff in the world at the time that conceivably they could have used like that they sacrificed nothing and they they generated an opportunity from what they had in front of them and i think that's more important to see it that way personally um you know because uh i'm not i'm not a platonist i don't think that there's perfect ideal forms of anything so yeah um that is art really i mean art is kind of born from limitations yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the, uh, like, the language of using that, of using the word sacrifice? I actually don't think there is necessarily sacrifice. I think things are as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and all art is born from the present moment, mm-hmm. right? So if you have X amount of dollars to make a record... Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do? The art is born from there. Versus if you have a million dollars to make a record. Um, it's almost like you have too many places to start. Mm-hmm. Or, if you're a painter, and you have three colors, well, you better learn how to mix those colors. And because you're you're starting to mix those colors, you might run into hues that you've never have before. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had all these different hues from the craft store, mm-hmm. you would you would make a painting with just those colors. Whereas if you only had three colors, you better believe you're going to utilize the concepts of of mixing yeah. those colors together. 
And I think that's the same thing as making um, any type of art, is that you use what you have in the present moment, like whether it's Bob Marley and, and old tapes, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's three colors of paint, yeah. whether it's a broken guitar with three strings, you start there. You know, I think that's, I, I think that's also an interesting point to get on. Uh, I mean, if you have, okay, let's say, let's say you're a painter and you have three paints, you know, as opposed to a painter who has 80 different colors of paint. A, col- a painter with 80 colors of paint is going to see uh, a painting probably much more like going to see a potential painting in terms of color and in terms of hue. And a painter with three colors of paint is probably more likely to see a painting in terms of maybe textures or like, you know, what kinds of techniques they can use to apply the three colors that they have. You know, they might think more imaginatively about different ways that they can use the paints that they have instead of somebody who might think more imaginatively about the different hues they have access to because because of this thing that they have, you know, and neither one is more or less uh, uh, more artistic, artistically valid. I think that it's just like human nature to kind of pursue that, you know, I think that's very true, too. I think it depends on who you are, though, because some people will look at their three or four colors of like paints and see like okay what textures and i can i use to utilize these colors but then some painters with a particular type of mind will actually look at what they have and then also look at the skills and the resources that they have and say to themselves well goddamn sky's the limit i can make any color i want Mm -hmm. with these like primary colors in black and white Mm-hmm. any color yeah, in the whole universe totally. and that's the same thing with making like a musical record mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. like what's coming to my mind right now I mean we're in this era right now of kind of you know it's a different era of the music business where you know we don't have the funding because you know it's everything streamed and, and basically we don't have a lot of money to make these records. We have to be really handy with our resources and we really do have to lean on and rely on our community mm-hmm. as well and to help each other. Um, so it's interesting because the people who might not have unlimited funding to make their art, maybe because they they allow themselves to lean on um, friends and and the community of artists, maybe that makes it all the more beautiful because community is brought into it. Yeah. And and hope and just this vision. You just don't have a bunch of like session musicians that are showing up and getting paid X amount of dollars an hour Hmm. um, and sitting down, you know, doing a good job, laying it down, these are like friends or family or whatever getting thrown a, maybe a lunch and a few bucks and just laying their heart down because they believe in art. And to me, like that's quality. Mm-hmm. Quality is the intention that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's funny. I, I love, I love this question because it's like, is there sacrifices in art or is it, 
just using what you have. You know what? This gets right down to it. And I'm going to lay it down right now. I think that if we want to think of it in terms of sacrifices and like and sacrifice in, in the sense of what I think that is meant by Cody, uh, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe in this question. I think the one thing that you should never sacrifice ever is relationships with uh, mm. with people uh, and with other artists and 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 with your community. Um, I would I would gladly sacrifice every single thing that I own and all the money that I have uh, and have a little plastic guitar and still have all my friends to play with uh, because those people are the people that uh, that truly provide the perspective that's necessary to to see yourself in this world and give you the most accurate understanding of of what your art is capable of actually doing and what your art is is really just yourself and it's like it's a representation of yourself and so like you know these people also help carry you through and and develop ideas um and and you just have to extend love to them it's that's the most important Mm -hmm. thing like I said, like instead of thinking about it as making sacrifices, it should be about seizing opportunities, you know, and inspiration is is opportunity waiting for you. You know, you just like if you see like I bought a cello today and <laughs> and uh, I, I don't I didn't think about a sacrifice at all mm. in terms of like what I was doing when I was buying the cello. I just. I bought it because I want to learn how to play cello and I'm inspired by that specific cello and I knew that's the one I wanted to get. And so now hopefully I can begin to start seeing my artistic output in the form of of cello and using the cello as well. Um, but that's something that also will come with time and practice, obviously, which is why I said the most important thing uh, is patience and hard work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And I think, uh, from from the musical perspective, if, to, especially to start out, if the but if, this is from my perspective, if you don't have um, a huge budget or you don't even really know where your budget lies, you have some money and and know that some some more resources um, could could flow in. <clears throat> I would say start um, by by honing your craft and art and say you know you're recording like one song or something have your band or if it's just you soul like really tight whereas like you could just put an iphone down in front of you and record just record from start to finish and theoretically like that recording could be your recording because that way you not only hone the feeling of like that that live raw emotion um but you're prepared to use your time and resources um like efficiently there are in fact instagram artists who use their cell phone and the camera on their cell phone to make art that is very meaningful to a lot of people right now yeah i use my cell phone for everything boom there you go What's up? Cell phone, cell phone yeah. life, cell phone That's camera, gr- cell phone microphone. This and, is a and great it, topic, and it, How many though. people's lives are affected? Yeah. How are affected in a meaningful way by the art that you put out? You know. Just a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. with the constraints 
with the sacrifice. The constraints the of the iPhone 10. of the iPhone. Oh. oh, my goodness. I mean, we should go back to the flip phones, like making content from like those flip phones. Absolutely. Oh, man. But that's such a good, actually, discussion. I mean, talk about, like, it's almost like, I don't know if this is too harsh to say, but there should just be never any excuses to not make art. Like, especially if you got yourself an iPhone. Because you can make incredible recording. GarageBand on your iPhone, like, you can add compression and reverb and, like, and then bounce that mess to to your iTunes. And it sounds... If you're just doing like guitar vocal, oh my god, like I'm it, it blows me away. Yeah. That it's just like there's no excuse not to make art. Um and yes, you know, you want to work on building resources and and things like that to make um as much art and at the best you feel like you can make it, but money and resources is never going to actually get you there. It's it's your dedication, mm-hmm. your hard work, your passion, just as Mitchell was saying. Um, and that, that comes first. And I'm a strong believer. Okay, we're going back into the hippie shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a strong believer that, like, whatever you need will be delivered to you. Even if it's not exactly, like, it, even if it doesn't look like exactly what you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you have a strong enough vision or a feeling of like what you want and especially if you define what that quality is to you to you and no one else screw what you think people will respond to on Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever your quality um, and I, I truly believe the resources will come to you it's funny it's that actually I think is is an appropriate way to broach the third part of his question, which is, how do you, what was it, gauge progress? Yeah, that, honestly, that was my favorite part. Yeah, he says, what are pitfalls to pitfalls. progress as an artist? What are pitfalls to progress as an artist? I love that. Pitfalls to progress as an artist. I never thought about that before. It's like, there there are pitfalls when you get better and, yeah. and, and progress. Uh, it's pitfalls to progress in, in order to, to put aside pitfalls to progress, you have to put aside the illusion of progress in the first place. Um, the, the thought that like you, everything that you think is the future doesn't exist yet. And everything that was the past no longer exists. You only living in the present. And so like whatever you think progress is and whatever you think that you need for yourself is, any time, any time past right now is, is just illusory. Um, there is no, there is no concrete, like, this is, this is definitely going to be exactly what you need. And, and honestly, like, like Sarah was saying, like, things will come to you that you need, and they might not be in the form that you thought that you needed. And the pit, the real pitfall to making, to making, to growing and to actually making real progress in your life is, is being blind to, to those opportunities when they come up, because you're too busy thinking that progress needs to come to you in a specific way. Um, I don't know, does that make sense, Sarah? It did. Hmm. I think 
it it comes back to the illusion of of quality. Mm-hmm. It comes back to the illusion of progress. It mm-hmm. comes back to the illusion of being good enough. It comes back to the illusion of success. It comes back to the illusion um, of something is finished. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is why I love the concept of this podcast because we talk about the esoterics of it all and kind of I mean we we all we will talk about business and stuff like that but but within every construct like social construct or like definitive you know definition actually lies a ton of illusion and a ton of BS yeah everything is kind of BS yeah yeah the whole world everything I mean like right now like we're (laughs) pretending to be these like really like you know know how like and the voice of authority (laughs) welcome to my podcast welcome to Saroga's podcast welcome to my cult no just no but anyway I mean in reality we're just two like kind of like lost like human beings just like sitting on the bed and and talking about beauty yeah but that's beautiful and that's the same thing with making stuff you know and I'm I'm a firm believer of what you said. It's like progress is an illusion. So oh, it comes back to the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can we love? How can we just love what we're doing in the moment and then capture that? Absolutely. And give that to the world. Because that's okay. So love, love and inspiration are the key to growth. In in my life and in my experience. The moments when I feel like I've left a situation and I'm a greater person are when I feel love for what it is that I'm doing or love for the people that I'm with. Um, And and it's really easy to lose sight of love when you get these ideas of, of things that are passed down to you through through the world around you telling you that things have to be a certain way in order for you to actually achieve something or to, you know, um, and the bottom line is like, nobody knows how to be successful, especially nobody knows how to be successful as an artist. And anybody that tells you that they know how to be successful as an artist is trying to steal your watch and sell it back to you. It's, it's bullshit. Like it's <laughs> like, your watch and sell it back yeah, to you. like, I mean, that's, that's, it's, uh, if you want to be successful as an artist, you just need to be making art and you need to be loving your art and you need to be loving yourself. And, and then, then, then success will come to you. And like Sarah said, success will come to you in ways that you, you, it didn't, you didn't think it was going to look like. And if you aren't looking and if you aren't paying attention, you won't see that success and you won't be able to be happy about what you have in your life. And if you can't be happy about what you have, you can't make any more f- forward progress. You you hear all these stories of people like who are like wildly successful, you know, like like super rich and famous and just Not miserable, happy, yeah. miserable people, because because a long time ago they stopped paying attention to the things that they had in their life that that were of value to them because they got uh, they got caught up in this whirlwind of of the world giving them these things that they say are the things that they want or that they should want. Um, and, uh, and it leads down this really 
crazy despairing existential path yeah. you know um and uh and that's a sacrifice like you know you that's a sacrifice yeah, yeah talk about <laughs> sacrifice i mean yeah that's like you know yeah so well <laughs> moral of the story is don't let someone take your watch and sell it back to you know <laughs> i love that phrase i want to use that i, I like stole it from that. alan Watts. Oh, Alan Watts, I literally, man. Yeah. I injected. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think to come full circle, you know, on this, this question and this answer, you define quality and you mm-hmm. allow the inspiration and the passion and the pure need to create your art, you let that steer um, the direction of its creation. And ultimately, we're just trying to capture a moment. That's really all that's happening. So whether it's on an iPhone or whether it's in a $10,000 an hour studio, um, <clears throat> you're really trying to capture a moment of, of love, passion, um, you know, and it's- mojo. It's the okay. So, the this the ten thousand dollar studio or the iPhone video can both make a message that's equally as powerful. And neither, and I'm not saying give up the ten thousand dollar studio because save your money for something better. That's not the point at all. Uh, it, the point is that is that whatever it is that that you feel like you need to do, uh, you should you should shoot for that. And don't hold, and don't also, also don't blind yourself to opportunities that you have in front of you to make powerful art with, with the access that you have to the current things that you have. Like, just because you, like, things don't have to be any way. And, like, and whatever you have is enough to make something that's really earth shatteringly changing, if that's what you really Mm -hmm. want, you know? Um, uh, you just have to have the vision for it, you know? And because and with the vision, um, all will come. I know that that sounds hard to trust that statement, but it's it's really true. Like with that vision, the stronger the vision, um, the the more it will come to you. Mm-hmm. What what you need to execute it. So um, keep keep learning on defining um, your own quality and and authenticity and within that there are no sacrifices there's only the present moment um so thanks for that question um and i'm looking forward to reading more questions if uh, you find me on instagram um at sarah rogo music uh, mitchell's on instagram at house music production house is spelled h-a-u-s so house music production um but shoot me a message or a comment or something and let me know um what you want to hear um, me talk about with with different guests, um, discussions, interviews. Um, I really want this this podcast to be an example of expansion. I want it to be an example that you don't need very fancy things to to make art or make a difference. Um, sometimes you just need um, an iPhone uh, microphone. Although today we're in Mitchell's studio and we have very nice microphones. Very thankful for that. Um, but I want this podcast to be to be an example of many things. So 
um, ask anything you want, like how to make the most killer peanut butter sandwich, you know. I can get esoteric with that. I can get esoteric with anything. You hate peanut butter. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, how do you make peanut butter? And then how do you make the peanut? And how does the how is the peanut made? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's getting late. But anyway, why? The, why <laughs> does everything exist? <laughs> but thanks so much for listening. Um, if you're enjoying uh, what you're hearing, I would love for you to subscribe and rate and comment on this podcast. Um, share it with your friends. Um, and keep listening. Thank you so much for inspiring me through questions and uh, looking forward to the next discussion. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.